0: FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsors, WFG, Enterprise Solutions, and Next Level Advisors. Well, We have a very special guest for you today. She is a social media influencer. She is a national speaker, highly sought after. She's worked with numerous agents in the real estate field and helped numerous people in mortgage Uh, and basically known as an online presence expert. We are so fortunate to have her. Please help me welcome Italina Kirkness. Welcome to the show.
2: Wow, thank you. (laughs) That was an awesome introduction. (laughs) Well, thank you. It is great
1: to have you on the show. And where I wanted to start, you and I had a wonderful conversation last week. And I think for our listeners that don't know you, tell us about your background. You have such a, a diverse and interesting background. Let's start there before we get into all of the social media discussion.
2: Sure. Well, the first thing I like to say is that my first career was as a championship tennis player. So it was my first ever career. I started when I was really young and traveled all over the world competing, even got to represent our country in a tournament in Europe against some players, some countries all over the world. And from there went on to uh, play in college on tennis scholarship and after college went on to law (laughs) went to law school graduated from there had a nice legal position in the legal field and but i everything looked great on paper but i couldn't find to seem to find my joy so i ended up making a shift Deciding to shift careers and go on to LinkedIn to look for a new job,
1: boy, <laughs> well, and let's stop there for a second because i I love that story. You're a championship tennis player, full scholarship, represented our country. What an incredible honor. And then, like you said, you went on to law school. I can relate to that. I have my law degree, but you said you know wasn't quite it. I'm still looking right. for something else. And then now let's tell us the second part of the story. You started looking for a new career on LinkedIn and then what happened?
2: Yeah. So I I thought rather than spamming out my resume, uh, to all these various companies, I thought, well, let me attract them to me. And I started doing that by sharing my insights on LinkedIn, my knowledge, my expertise. And you have to remember, this is back in 2010. Before we were using words like personal branding and social media, you know, the way we're using them now, relationship marketing, those aren't regular phrases in our vocabulary. But that's actually what I was doing at that time, back in 2010. And sure enough, companies started recognizing me. They were saying, Italina, we see you everywhere. We think it's incredible. We want you to do the same thing for us they didn't even know what to call it (laughs) they just (laughs) said we want you to do it for us and that's where i started really create what i was doing the name of it was creating content but but more again attraction marketing relationship marketing that kind of content so that you're not chasing customers there you're attracting them
1: Well then, let's drill deeper into that. I love that concept of attraction marketing. You're drawing people into you and it's really about the relationship. And I think one of the biggest challenges is in mortgage and in the real estate world is it's been very transaction based instead of relationship based. Going Mm -hmm. from one loan to the next loan to the next loan, closing one home, close the next home, close the next home. And people really forget about the importance of establishing that relationship, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a lender, you know, most people are gonna get seven to 11 loans over the course of their life. Most people are gonna purchase multiple homes over their course of their life. And a lot of times these companies don't get that second, third, fourth, fifth opportunity because they're only focused on the transaction. So tell me about the importance of the relationship and specifically, How are some ways to build a better relationship online?
2: Absolutely. So great. So what I try to remind everyone is that it's it's still social media, even though you're doing this for your business, right? If you're on, whether you're on a Facebook business page or a LinkedIn page, even though it's business, it's still social media. So you can imagine, for example, a flyer is not going to perform as well whether it be on LinkedIn, on the Facebook business page, or on Instagram, it's not going to perform as well as, say, a photo of you um, in, in front of a house, or with your clients, or with your colleagues, or even in front of your computer in your home office. Great and point. This, this is all to do with being relatable. People can relate to you uh, behind your computer in your home office as compared to a flyer.
1: Well, and you talk about that relatability, and I think that's why you've even seen on LinkedIn a lot more people putting their blooper videos when they were trying to do a video, more of the behind the scenes things, you know, on their feed. Because like you said, people want to get to know you as a person. We've said this numerous times on the show, and I'm sure you've heard people buy from people they like, people buy from people they know, people buy from people they trust and just sending out a flyer just sending out product information doesn't get that
2: done totally and you know i would add to that people do business with those that they can relate to so for example you know as you shared i I speak all over the country and now virtually of course on how to make the most of your social media presence and every time i give a talk i share how i'm a tennis player I share how I left one career, the legal field, for another career. Why? Because guess what? It's, it's a part of me as a person, it shaped me uh, into who I am, but also a lot of people can relate to being, whether it be specifically a tennis player or just having an active lifestyle. People can relate to leaving one career for another because they weren't happy.
1: That is so true. And I think that relatability. So tell me, how do you get executives to overcome that fear of, well, I don't really want to share, or I don't want to share too much personal thing, or I don't want to seem boastful. I think it holds so many people back. What do you say to those executives that kind of throw that back to you about embracing social media?
2: hmm okay so one thing as far as the boastful because i can understand that and especially for those who are not used to kind of tooting their own horn what i like to say is share that share your accomplishment whatever your concern that you're going to be boasting about share it in an inspiring way so meaning it could be something like so let's just say you won an award you can sh- start with sharing the challenges you've had this past year and how incredible it feels to receive this award for this work that you're doing, right? So being um, sharing the ups and the downs, not just oh, I, another award, you know that can maybe be boastful, but sharing the challenges you've had to overcome, or sharing how inspired you are by your your colleagues and clients who helped you in obtaining this award, how it was a team effort, things like that. I think that's definitely a way to get around that piece.
1: Okay, excellent insights. And what about the other piece of, you know, the executives kind of saying, you know, I want to talk about my product. Why should I be doing social media? What is this going to do for me?
2: Sure. Well, fortunately, it being 2020 and also this online world, we're online lifestyle that we're living these days, fortunately, many executives and, and higher ups and everyone gets how important it is to have an online presence but maybe as far as the concern about sharing things to be that are too personal or too, too private like why do i have to show share with me hiking or things like that well here's what we can do the question that you can always ask yourself in sharing this as opposed to just simply sharing products and services is can professionals relate to what you're saying can professionals relate to this so framing your what you're doing in your in the more personable piece in a more professional manner so here's an example so let's say um, you want to share your um your product in your company launch and uh but you want to do it in a personable way you can share something of the nature of um how an activity you did in your, your day, whether it be hiking or you've been gardening, uh, whatever your kind of activity is, and um, how that has been your like break in between preparing for the launch of this new product. So you're Love. tying in all of it because you're not spending all day working. You do do some things as a person, as a human. So tying those both in
1: when you just used the term there that i think is so very important uh human and i think too many times people don't humanize their story mm-hmm. and then it goes back to what you said earlier then it's it's far less relatable
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: all about work we have the best rates we do this we do that we do this i have a home for sale i have this it's not very relatable there there's 50 million other people out there that that are doing the same thing but when you start sharing some of that personal story, and it doesn't mean you have to open up your entire personal life to people, but they wanna get to know you as a person before they're ever gonna do business with you.
2: I can share another example. So a mortgage broker, a lot of mortgage brokers are having a great year because refinances and so forth are so strong. So um, even sharing something like, you know, even with this pandemic lifestyle and not going, as many places as before, I was still, according to my my Fitbit tracker or my health tracker, I've hit, you know, however many miles this year so far, or this week, or uh, even while work spending a lot of time behind the computer helping people with their refinances.
1: Excellent tips, you know. As you're talking about that, one of the examples I normally give, you know, is we talk to mortgage brokers and loan officers and and you I'm sure get this all the time too. Well, I just don't know what to talk about, right? It's that <laughs> content struggle of, I don't know what to talk about. And I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Do people get a lot of takeout food? And they're like, well, of course. I'm like, well, could you pick a city and focus five great takeout places in that city that you've gotten? during this pandemic while you're working so hard and late nights and hours helping people, you know, realize the dream of home ownership. Exactly. I I could do that. So I love that. Now I've listened to you. You're also a social coach with Joe Wilson and Mm -hmm. I think the world of Joe, I've worked with him in the past and he's been on the show as a guest and you recently were speaking with him and you, you talked about, you know, when people struggle with content, Focus on three things. Could you elaborate a little bit on that
2: for our guests? (laughs) Sure, sure. So you can imagine, um, you know, I have a nine-year-old social media company and you, you actually touched on the number one thing that people come to us for, it's to create content. We actually get to know each of our clients so we can create personalized content just for them, just like we were just talking about, and post for them, for those who don't have time to do it themselves and then yes there's coaching for those who want to learn and one of the things that i shared as far as uh, your brand if you want to have a clear brand online which is key for not confusing your audience or getting people clear on who you are and what you you provide a brand is very very helpful and if you're if you already have a brand wonderful and if you're having trouble with coming up with your brand or staying consistent on brand, consistently on brand, promoting it online, this is the advice that I share. So you want to pick, have a total of three things that you want to be known for so one is already picked for you your business so whether you be in mortgage and in real estate on the on the real sell side or whether you're on the financing side so your business that's going to be the one thing so now you only have to come up with two other things that you want to be known for and so for example for me my business being social media obviously want to be known for that and then the other two things one is tennis or having an active lifestyle and then number three you'll actually see this very clearly on my instagram uh, because my audience is the real estate world uh, interiors so you'll see on my instagram um by the way my instagram is ig um i'm sorry my instagram is at italina k so you can find me on instagram at italina k and you'll see interiors in one of the columns it's very clear and so you'll notice one of the interests is mine tennis and the other interest interiors is of my audience so you want to be be thinking about your audience um when you're developing your brand as well
1: well i i love that tip and i think so many times people just focus on what do they want to tell people And they don't really think about their audience and what are the likes, the interests of their audience. And I think especially during this pandemic, what I've seen is some companies that were already embracing digital are gaining more credibility, more reach. They're really controlling the narrative. And the ones that didn't lean in for digital prior to the pandemic right now are kind of almost spammy. They're giving yeah. a hard sales pitch. They're so focused on the transaction. they're not focused on the relationship and and it shows and I think it actually repels people. Are you mm-hmm. seeing some of that out there as well?
2: Yeah, I'm seeing some people you they get that they need to be more active. So they are posting more, but the but the quality of the posts aren't isn't necessarily there.
1: Great point. One of the other areas that I think is, is so critical and you, you touched upon relevance and I think to me that also means engagement and so many people want to just post their stuff, but they don't engage with anyone else's and then they're wondering why no one is engaging with their content. What do you, what are the some of the tips you give or what do you talk about of how important it is uh, to have engagement from your clients.
2: Okay, so no transaction can take place without a conversation. Uh, So that's what engagement is. You you get people involved in a conversation. So on my Instagram, for example, people say, oh my gosh, you have over 5,000 followers. How would you do that? Well, it's not just posting. It's definitely by engaging on other people's pages. So meaning, you, when, even in the conversation, you wouldn't just talk about yourself the whole time, you would also compliment the other person, ask them questions, get their input. And that's what I like to say, um, it's the same thing online, when you go on their page and you like their posts, or when you're on the feed and you're liking other people's posts, that's that's a key piece of engaging and it does organically grow your followers, especially on a site like Instagram, where that's key, you can have a great message, but if you don't have any followers, no one's going to hear it. So hold so on engage- right there.
1: Did everyone hear that? <laughs> you have a great message and you have no followers. So what? No, one's going to hear that. I, there's three pillars. I always talk about, especially from a LinkedIn perspective is one, you've got to constantly reach out and connect with people. Like you said, you can have a great message but if nobody is there if you have no followers then so what two which we've already talked about is you've got to have great content and you gave some excellent tips on the importance of content and then three is if you want people to engage with you you have to engage back with them and Mm -hmm. if there's something that you liked in their video if there's a picture that they shared if there's a quote when you comment on that or, and when anyone's commented on a video that I've done and they specifically mentioned something in the video, mm-hmm. man, I feel like I have a new friend because they took the time and yes. I know they actually listened and watched the video.
2: Yes. It amazes me when people, there are people, unfortunately, they will watch your videos all day long. They will look at your newsfeed all day long, but they will never, there are some who won't like, they won't comment. And... To me, that's like scarcity mindset. That's fixed mindset. You are actually um, doing yourself a favor as well if you like and comment because the algorithm recognizes you as um, a user of the site basically and will favor your posts if you do that. So I don't. And there are people who won't follow your page even though they're consuming all of your content. Like that always amazes me. We and have you actually, workers.
1: You know, and it, and it's funny because you find out about them like you when prior to COVID, when we were traveling and I know you've traveled to a lot of events and I'm sure this has happened to you, but I'll be going down an elevator or I'll be standing, you know, before the presentation and speaking and somebody will come up to me and they're like, hey, I know you. And, and I'm like, oh, LinkedIn, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. And they mentioned some story. They mentioned some video you did. And I'm like, I I've never seen this person comment on anything I've ever done, but they finally came up to me in person and mentioned that. I'm sure that experience has happened to you, too.
2: Sure. You know, um, and it, it again, it does you good if you follow other Instagram, for example, uh, pages that increases your following. That also increases your visibility. You can have great service. But if no one knows you exist, if you're not visible, they can't use your service.
1: Oh, excellent point. And Alina, there are so many things we could talk about. And it, it seems like, you know, we just started our conversation and we're mm-hmm. already winding down. I'll <laughs> definitely have you back on again. You had mentioned one other thing, and I've seen this is, and this is one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with. And that's why they need a coach like yourself. That's why they need to come to companies like Next Level Advisors is the algorithms are always changing. Do you have any updates, any tips from like the LinkedIn algorithm? You know, I've seen them focus more on dwell time. Some people are saying they're getting more traction with a straight uh, copy post versus having pictures or having too many videos or how many times, how many people should they tag in a post? How many times should they use a hashtag? Any quick, quick tips, best practices that you want to share with our listeners?
2: Absolutely. So if we're we're looking at algorithms. So there's the LinkedIn algorithm. There's an Instagram algorithm. Again, you can connect with me on Instagram at Italina K. That's I-T-A-L-I-N-A-K. At Italina K. And then there's the Facebook algorithm and there's the YouTube algorithm, those being the four biggies. And first of all, I would say of all of them, linkedin has the most favorable algorithm the most favorable meaning if you post on linkedin your post is going to stay in the feed higher and longer you're going to have the most visibility the most reach the instagram algorithm instagram is a demanding mistress so if you are and taking the time to engage, like and put, and comment, and d- d- create stories and share posts. Then yes, the algorithm uh, the algorithm will favor you. But again, it all t- it takes all that time <laughs> to do that. Right. And then uh, uh, yes, hashtags are huge on all of the sites. You want to use hashtags on all of them. On Instagram, you can use up to 30. On uh, YouTube and on uh, you want to do at least three hashtags there. Makes a really big difference. And then on LinkedIn, three to six hashtags. You can even search on the LinkedIn search for which hashtags are doing well. For example, tags like networking, working from home. Those tend to be good hashtags on LinkedIn.
1: Excellent tips and suggestions. Alina, it has been a pleasure having you as a guest. If people want to get a hold of you, I know you gave them how they can get a hold of you on Instagram. What's other ways that they can get in contact with you if they want to further any of the discussions or the points that you brought up today?
2: Absolutely. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. They'll see my name there, Italina Kirkness. Uh, just connect, send me a connection request, say that you saw me on the show here, and then I'll be sure to respond.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for being a guest today. I know our listeners are gonna go back, listen, take notes. You shared so many little nuggets of truth and wisdom that uh, you provided great insights today. So thank you very, very much.
2: Thank you.
0: Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative Solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.